the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and before we start today's program, I want to share with you some special information about an upcoming event at Church of the Highlands. Wall Builders, a national pro-life family organization, presents America's Forgotten History and Heroes with an emphasis on our religious, moral, and constitutional heritage. And one of their regular speakers is former Judge Renee Diaz. And Renee will be at Church of the Highlands on the 20th of this month for a special presentation. Check all the details and register on the website highlands.us. All Christians have come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord through the testimony of these original 11 disciples or apostles, or the Apostle Paul. Now with that, let's begin looking in greater detail at verse 20, shall we? That's verse 20 of chapter 17 of the book of John on this edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, a broadcast ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and I'm Mike Trout. Pastor Leighton has been in the book of John for a number of weeks, and we will continue in John, studying verse by verse. Such an interesting thought. All of us who call ourselves Christians find our roots in those initial 12 disciples and Paul. And what does that say about you and me and the legacy we're leaving? I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of John and chapter 17. We have people joining us all the time. We're so very glad that you're here. Let me give you a little background. Uh, Gospel of John was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit uh, by the aging and wise Apostle John towards the end of his exceptionally long life uh, and decades after the other Gospels had been in circulation. It was as though he said, let me tell you more about Jesus. And it contains a lot of information that we don't find in the other Gospels. Uh, chapters 13 through 17 uh, describe events the night before Jesus' arrest, including a really extensive exposition of his teaching in the upper room at the Last Supper. That is particularly covered in chapters uh, 14, 15, and 16. And then the entire chapter of 17 contains one prayer of Jesus. It is the longest recorded prayer in Scripture. And in it, we're given insights into the Trinity as God the Son prays to God the Father about fulfilling their plan for our salvation and our role as believers in it. And as somebody's pointed out, it's it's the perfect segue uh, from Jesus' earthly ministry to his present ministry. What's Jesus doing presently? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 8 that he is interceding or praying on behalf of us at the right hand of God that this prayer that we are reading in chapter 17 gives us an insight into some of what Jesus is praying about uh, even now. 
Now, uh, in the first five verses, it's 26 verses long. The first five verses, Jesus prays for himself, for his own glorification. But when we got in and studied that, we realized what he was really praying for was that God's will be done in his life. And then from verse 6 on, he begins praying for the disciples, the 11 remaining disciples. And then at verse 20, he expands his prayer even further to include us. So at first, he begins praying for himself with the cross just a few hours before him. And then secondly, he prays for his disciples who are no doubt going to be disturbed by those events and wonder if they've been deceived or or what's taking place. And so he prays that God will keep them and protect them. And then he prays for us looking into the distant future and distant lands as people who come to receive him as Savior and Lord because of the testimony of these apostles. Now, we last met, we studied through verse 19. Our study today is going to begin at verse 20. If you'd like to review our study of this or the entire uh, book, you can find it online at churchofthehighlands.org. Now, even though our study today is going to begin at verse 20, I'd like to read from verse 1 because I'd like us to reread again the entire prayer of Jesus. And I would normally read this from the English Standard Version, which is the, the study Bible of choice for our church. But today I'd like to read it from the 1984 edition of the New International Version. Many believe that this superb translation was not improved when it was revised in 2011, that 1984 is still uh, the very best. And so I'm going to read it from the 1984 version of the New International Version. And sometimes when we read a familiar passage in a less familiar uh, translation, it can bring something to our attention that we might have missed just out of the rote of reading a particular passage. We begin at verse 1. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. And now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name that you gave me. And none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that Scripture would be fulfilled. I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. 
My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Isn't that powerful? You know, our passage today of study begins at verse 20. And the concluding section of the prayer is of great interest. For in it, God, Jesus prays for all believers. And it, so it's a prayer for us. And for all of the believers of the previous generations from the very beginning of the church and future generations, if the Lord should tarry. And you'll notice that the dominant concern and focus is for unity and for divine glory. Now with that, let's begin looking in greater detail at verse 20, shall we? I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Believe in me through their word. And so Jesus here names those he's about to pray for. His intercession is not uh, confined to the remaining 11 apostles, but looks out now to those who are going to receive him through their message. All Christians have come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord through the testimony of these original 11 disciples or apostles, or the Apostle Paul. And Jesus considers that the word as given to the church through the apostles is to be the foundation of the church for all time. Now, there's only a few people who had the opportunity to actually hear the apostles when they were alive. But they continue to speak their word, their testimony, through the New Testament, which is the written testimony of, the, of them. And, and they still win new believers by the millions, by the billions, through the centuries, throughout the world. So the apostles... Uh, their word is the foundation of the church. And if something doesn't attach to the foundation, it's not, not supposed to be there. And so basically, when we hear teaching, we should always compare it with what the apostles said, what the New Testament says, what the Bible says. If it's in conflict with what the Bible says, we should know that it's not to be acceptable. It's not part of, Jesus, of God's word. The apostles' word is the foundation of the church. And the church has been under an onslaught of heresy, that's bad teaching, since the very beginning. Even in the first century and the decades 
uh, right after Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. So we need to always come back and compare what we're being taught with the Word of God. Now, the apostles' teaching is found in the New Testament. All of the books of the New Testament were either written by an apostle or they were written by an assistant to that apostle. Like in the four Gospels, we have Matthew, that was written by the apostle Matthew, and John, that was written by the apostle John. Mark, that's not a name we see in the list of 12, so who's that? Well, he's mentioned in the book of Acts. He was the assistant with the apostle Peter. And so he was basically writing the gospel of Peter. And Luke appears in the writings of Paul, and he was a traveling assistant with, and a physician for the apostle Paul. And so he was basically writing the gospel of Paul. And so that's how we have these four gospels, either written directly by the apostle himself or by their assistant. You know, sometimes I say that uh, these uh, daily visits feel like uh, a devotional time. Well, today is more like an entry-level seminary class. I hope you can join us again tomorrow as Pastor Layton continues in the book of John. I'm Mike Trout, and this is a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse. It's on the web at studyversebyverse.com, and it's a broadcast ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Well, join us tomorrow if you can at this same time here on this station when Pastor Layton will uh, open to the book of John and we'll continue our study in the uh, 17th chapter, verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.